Welcome to Click, Treat, Repeat. This is a horse-focused podcast discussing positive reinforcement training, equine management and welfare, and other horse-related topics. So let's get started. I know you're probably a little bit more pro-animal communication than I am because I used to sort of like consider it and be like I'm kind of open to this possibility of animal communication like maybe it's real but I used to follow I no longer follow but I used to follow an animal communicator and I just found that the things that they posted were very anthropomorphic like the animals would somehow be able to convey their thoughts and like you know clear words that showed an understanding of like human social structures and you know, it's just for me, I feel that that's just not how animals would communicate. I mean, I know that the human can kind of like interpret and phrase it in a way that makes sense to us, but I still kind of felt that it, it just, I didn't really buy it. It didn't really make a lot of sense. And I haven't really ever had an experience that would make me think it's real. So because of that, I'm kind of like very skeptical of it in general. I wouldn't really make a lot of space for it in my life I do find it interesting though which is why I used to follow the person but yeah yeah I think it's fascinating but I've also seen a lot of the same things you have and there's one animal communicator that I have a couple books of that I honestly haven't picked up ever (laughs) but (laughs) I listened to an episode with her I think on equiosity her name's Margaret Coates and she had some really interesting things to say but I again don't really know how that would work like I can't visualize in my own mind how you would receive telepathy or something an animal's thoughts like I don't know how you would hear them or see something they're trying to show you like I just can't really imagine how that would work I don't want to say completely that it can't maybe it does but it's very confusing for me personally yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And I, I pretty much agree with that. It's pretty hard to imagine that. And I feel like many animals see the world in such a different way that it's just, it would be really hard to kind of like share those messages. I feel like, you know, in the brain, I feel like the way we communicate with horses is like probably going to have to be channeled through the physical world because like we have such a different communication than them we can pretty much get what they're thinking or doing or you know their emotions through how they're behaving which is like a lot of what training is trying to do and trying to look at and I guess like also animal communication is one of those things that maybe also needs to be operationalized because I think a lot of people see it in different ways and I almost feel like animal communication could just be like a really, really good behaviorist who can like tell a lot about an animal through watching them behave and be able to give that really interesting insight into like what a specific facial expression means. That's really kind of hard for the average everyday person to interpret. So I feel like, you know, in that sense, that's the closest that I would personally believe to animal communication. But I do think there are certain people who do connect well with animals and are really good at kind of like reading their physical signs and behavior and can get more insight into that than other people can. But a lot of that also comes from practice and, you know, being around the animals. Yeah, I agree with that completely. And I think it's the like 
the telephone animal communicators that really did it for me <laughs> that really made me yeah. question everything <laughs> I don't know how they yeah. can not even know what the animal looks like and be able to like receive a message or whatever yeah no that's so true I mean I feel like I could be an animal communicator and just like show up to somebody's horse farm and look at their horse and be like oh your horse is telling me he wants turnout and like <laughs> that would just be like the extent of it and I feel like honestly like that would be helpful I think people would maybe give their horses more turnout if they can believe it's coming from some spiritual thing instead of like just looking at the science but yeah <laughs> start advertising as an animal communicator and just like push welfare needs <laughs> <laughs> yeah I mean especially if you go out to see them and you can like see their general environment like I feel like if you just look at a barn you can usually tell like you could kind of make a guess of how much turnout the horses probably get like how fancy is the barn how clean is the barn how fancy do the people who work there look like I know I'm kind of stereotyping people in barns and whatnot but I really feel like there's you know certain styles of people and of barns that you just know they probably tend to give less turnout or you know other welfare related things yeah the barns that I've toured before because they had pasture turnout were always kind of janky looking <laughs> and the people were in like <laughs> pajamas and just look messy and honestly those are usually the best barns so that's been my experience too. <laughs> yeah I completely agree honestly I feel like I've gotten to this like place where when I see kind of like a messy dirty looking farm I'm like wow this is a great place and when I see like <laughs> a barn that's really pristine and clean and fancy I'm just like uh eh. I don't know about this. It looks unsafe to me. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. Definitely took a lot of like weird experiences and unlearning to get to that though. Cause I remember always wanting like my horse to be able to be in a stall and like wanting those type of things. And then somewhere along the way, it's just definitely shifted. Yeah. At some point you realize that that's really more for the human than the horse. Yeah, exactly. Maybe we should get an animal communicator guest to come on and talk about animal communication and see, you know, if they can give us new perspective. Because I've never actually talked to an animal communicator. That would be kind of interesting, but I feel like it's not really like the science-based content we like to have. True, but I also think a lot of science-based people probably are intrigued in it because we, yeah. do, we do like that personal aspect of like having a relationship with our horse that's true and even if the conclusion was like we don't we didn't really buy this it could still be interesting yeah I think it'd be fun to hear their perspective because I really don't get it yeah I don't either and I would I would really like to be able to sit down with an animal communicator and like ask some of the questions that I have without you know them feeling like I'm overly attacking them because I think it's really really cool and interesting I just have some kind of hang-ups about it like I would want to ask them some stuff about you know the online communication and how they're able to do that without physically being by the animal and also or even like seeing the animal even without a picture a lot of them will do it and then also this whole thing with anthropomorphizing a lot of the animals just kind of asking them like more questions about how the communication comes to them like if it's coming to them in those kind of like humanized words or if it's coming to them in more like animal-like ways or if it's like coming as sort of like feelings or like visuals and they're putting words to it 
I don't know. I just think it'd be really interesting to like hear more. But then again, I feel like other people are probably going to have different opinions. Like I feel like different animal communicators kind of think they're functioning with it in different ways. Yeah, that's really true too. I'd be curious to talk to someone specifically who works with like mental illness and trauma in an equine therapy type way, but not like riding the ones where they just like sit by the horses and feel things. Yeah, that'd be really interesting. Like, there's another project we've been talking about guests we want to get. Maybe we can figure that one out. Yeah, because I've watched videos of people that are in those equine therapy type programs, and they'll just like seemingly out of nowhere break down into tears. And I don't know if it's just like environmental, or maybe they're just like actually able to have some time to themselves to think, or if it really is something coming from the horses. Yeah, that's true. That is really interesting. I feel like animal communicators, I don't know, I get the impression that a lot of them do tend to genuinely think that they're doing it, at least whether or not they actually are. But it'd be really interesting to kind of hear more about it. I feel like they kind of have to be careful, though, because they don't want to, you know, say something that is going to make people think that they aren't genuinely doing it if they're like getting into specific questions about the process but I feel like also you want those answers if you're going to be using an animal communicator I did consider one time I considered using an animal communicator and it was the one that I used to follow and it was because she is supposedly able to communicate with animals that have passed and so I was considering just you know trying to do it with Coco and kind of going into it with the perspective that I don't really think this is going to work but just kind of seeing what would happen because Obviously, you know, if there was an ability for me to communicate with Coco, that would be really amazing. And that would be something I would, you know, pay as much money as I needed to be able to do because I would just love to get to, you know, hear how she's doing wherever she is or be able to tell her something. I mean, I don't really believe in like an afterlife type of thing. So I don't really even believe that that would work. But like, you know, I was still tempted to give it a shot but I never did. I felt like it would also be too emotional for me, especially like, you know, either way it goes, whether I feel like I got something out of it or not, it would just kind of feel really emotional. Yeah. One of my old employers actually is friends with a medium who does animal communication specifically for like passing or after death. And that was always fascinating to me. And there's been some really weird stories that she got like way too right <laughs> so there are wow. some things that make me question if it can be true but then I fall back on to like scientifically it doesn't make sense yeah no that makes a lot of sense I think like it's probably pretty unlikely for me to believe in it fully because just trying to form my opinions based on science there's not the science there for it but I feel that I'm open to changing my opinions on things if somehow there miraculously was a study or some type of legitimate science that could support it. I would be like very excited, but I think I would kind of go ahead and go towards the no, I don't really buy this until I get a better reason to. Yeah, I have had some weird experiences in my family with people, but not with like human to animal communication that's very interesting like just people in your family thinking that they're having some type of psychic experience or something like that 
One of my cousins has gone to a medium quite a few times and my great grandma always shows up, I guess, and the medium describes her as a witch. <laughs> and that sounds so stupid, but <laughs> <laughs> she does kind of look like a witch or she did before she passed. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> like she's got like really weird teeth and like she just looks elderly, like really elderly because she died at like 94 or something. And she'll always say that she can't understand her and she's a native Spanish speaker so her English never was great and she had an accent too so (laughs) that was always interesting to me and that's not really something I feel like you can make up and also one of my cousin's old neighbors had committed suicide and he came through one time calling her by a nickname I think it was squirrel I think that was her nickname and the medium picked that up so like there's some things that it's just like that's way too specific to really be coincidental, but I still don't really buy it. Wow, yeah, that is really specific. That's really interesting. I feel like, yes, a good number of people do seem to have those types of experiences. I don't know, I think it's it's just confusing. I don't know, I'm in a philosophy of science class right now, which is really interesting because it's kind of like combining my love of science and philosophy, but we've been talking about like defining science in one possible way is the ability for something to be tested and disproven. And there are definitely issues with that definition. Like that might not be a good way of thinking of science, but I think it's kind of interesting to think that like by that standard, technically something like that maybe could be science because you are able to kind of test it. Like, you know, see, are they able to, you know, accurately predict what's happening or you know accurately know certain information um but I think a lot of the time the information does tend to be false like I remember in when Jill had an animal communicator on her podcast and I know she kind of left that session feeling uncertain about it I know in retrospect she was kind of like oh there were some things that were possibly useful but I think like directly afterwards she was definitely feeling like it didn't go very well and that was also one of those ones that was over the phone I don't even think she saw photos and then the other aspect of that too is that Jill does have a very public social media presence so it could be possible for somebody to find her online if they know who she is before she's coming in and be able to know information about her based on that so um I thought that was kind of an interesting episode as well so if people are interested in animal communication there is that where the animal communicator was figuring some things out about Jill's horses so that was kind of you know I'd recommend that if someone's interested in it yeah that was a really interesting episode for me and I was pretty excited about it just in general I think it's fascinating but yeah she definitely did get quite a few things wrong and the things she got wrong she was like really persistent about them being right Yeah, I feel like if you are doing something like that, you should try to kind of go based on what the people are saying. Like if they say no, I feel like it's probably your best strategy to kind of move on from that and go to something else. But I guess if they really are genuinely getting that message, then they really want to get that across, even if the owner is like, no. Yeah, I think if I remember right, she was saying that Zoe was sending like photos of things like a visual message and I don't know I feel like that's the most believable compared to like physical words showing up in your head or like 
hearing the animals speak verbally in English. So I mean, yeah. <laughs> that's more believable, but I mean, I'm sure they get things wrong if it is something they can actually do. I'm sure occasionally something comes up that's not accurate, but I don't know. I feel like there is a lot that is just kind of guessing and hoping for the best. Yeah, no, I agree. And I think based on what we know, at least about, you know, how the horse brain works and how horses think, which obviously we don't know that much about that. And possibly what we do know isn't even right, but I think it would be much more likely for them to communicate in images or in sort of like general feelings or things like that than it would be to really have like a specific statement or something that's like completely coherent to a person. And so there could also be issues with like interpreting what you're getting from the animal. And especially if the images that are being shared, which you would assume they probably would be, would be like from the horse's perspective and horses obviously like see colors differently than us. They have a different, you know, visual range than we do. Like they can see more to the side and almost a little bit behind them. Like they have a better peripheral vision than we do, but they also have a like lower vision quality in general. Like they can't see things as clearly from as far away as we can. So it would just be like a very different image there with the different colors and the different I guess, kind of like view that you're seeing, it'd be really interesting to kind of see even like what the world looks like from a horse's perspective. Yeah, that's true. It's way different than what we see. I'm always just interested in why all the horses that talk to animal communicators speak English. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I know the, the one that Jill was talking to was, I think, saying that, you know, the horse was saying this specific word as well. I think there was some of the image things and then some of it was like the horses would make kind of like a snarky comment and she would be like yeah she said blah 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 and it's like a snarky comment it's like I don't think horses really make a snarky comment I don't know (laughs) I mean that'd be kind of interesting if they could but as far as we know they're not able to yeah at least not in English but even even excluding that factor I still I don't know about that yeah yeah I don't know (laughs) Yeah, I mean, there's definitely a lot we don't know. So it's very hard to make like a definitive answer about any of these things, but it's kind of an interesting topic. And it it is interesting, like what you said, how science-based trainers do tend to be interested in animal communication, even if they don't believe in it, it tends to be something that they're kind of wanting to know about, which is interesting because again, you might think science-based trainers would be the last people to be interested in something that's very not science-based like animal communication yeah I think it's really the like the personal relationship and communication aspect that we're seeking more than like actually verbally talking to our horses in a way they understand and hearing them back I just feel like most positive reinforcement based trainers are really focused on the relationship and that's where that interest comes in Yeah, that is, that's a good point. I guess that would kind of explain that. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Click, Treat, Repeat. Feel free to check us out on Instagram at Click, Treat, Repeat Pod. You can find Jen at Genuine Equine and myself at Bonafide.bt. We upload new episodes every other Monday and hope to see you then. Happy training.